folks. Welcome to The Ben Show. Catch Beck if you can. Yes, that's me, your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. As always, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop an email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining us is my producer, sound engineer, and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Eventually, you're going to have to do the producing, the sound <laughs> engineering. You're going to have to move the little sliders around. So as we volume. keep moving forward, Tigger and I did have a jam-packed, overflowing, road warrior, whirlwind, 4th of July holiday weekend. Awesome. You know what, Tigger? What? I wouldn't have had it any other way. So I did good. <laughs> yes. Did you, crew, did you hear that? Did folks, you hear that? Just give you kind of an idea of what we all did. We kicked off with the Mandan Rodeo Fun. It's the world's oldest rodeo. Then we headed to Lake Sakakawea, did some tent camping overnight. We even had inclement weather. Thank goodness, the $60 t- tent did just fine, wouldn't you the say, The one Tigger? that we got at the farm supply store <laughs> for 60 bucks on sale. Awesome. We hit the big water, Lake Sakakawea, with our good friends. Chad is the captain, and he got us and the nephews onto the bite. Congrats to our nephew, Reese, being the pro fisherman of the day. He's kind of the fish whisperer of the family. He's become. Sorry, only, Hank, but uh, Reese took it only eight years old, Reese. He was slaying the big ends. Check out our video on Facebook. It's too cute. Okay, then uh, also we ended up hosting a barbecue with Tigger's folks. Plus, we were playing the tunes and rolling in the 4th of July parade. Is everyone ready to take a nap now that I just ran through all that? Me included. <laughs> Shout out to 20-year Navy vet and fan of the show, Amy Lockhart. She had one heck of a 4th of July down in Florida where she reeled in her first sailfish. I'm sharing the picture on Facebook. Check it out. Can we say tight lines? By the way, for those that are familiar with sailfish, they have a large dorsal fin, hence known as the sail, that runs the entire length of the back. The other notable characteristic is the elongated bill, similar to other marlins or the swordfish. But what's pretty neat about the sailfish is that they hold the record for the fastest speed of any marine animal. Congrats again, Amy, and thank you for your years of service. I'm looking forward to having Amy on the show in the future to talk about her continued work with the veterans fishing and to hear how her fishing tournament season is going. Now, I challenge everyone, if you hear of something spotlight worthy, to send us those pics information and tag at the Ben show on social media. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. Sit back and enjoy the news. First, we head to China. Cave explorers stumbled upon a prehistoric forest at the bottom of a giant sinkhole in South China. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the 630 foot deep sinkhole would be able to hide the Washington Monument and then some. The bottom of the pit holds an ancient forest spanning nearly three football fields in length with trees towering over 100 feet high. The sinkhole is believed to have been created by groundwater dissolving the limestone rock beneath the surface. Now south to Australia, where recently a Tasmanian devil stole an Australian woman's iPhone. The woman was at a wildlife sanctuary taking pictures inside the devil's enclosure. The Tasmanian devil jumped up and grabbed the iPhone before running off. Wildlife keepers kept chasing the devil for five minutes. Once they caught him, 
They, you had to use a stick to pry open his mouth. The phone had several large bite marks, but it still works. Now back across the ocean, New Jersey, turtle causes a crash. A turtle recently caused a three-car crash in New Jersey. The turtle was crossing the road when one of the drivers slammed on their brakes to avoid hitting it. Another car then slammed into the first vehicle before a third car crashed into both of them. The local fire department later took to Facebook asking, please make sure that when you stop for a turtle, the drivers behind you have time to stop. We realize the desire to not hit a turtle, but you and others are just as important. I want to throw a note in there too. Please, your lives are a little bit more important. Now we head to Michigan for a camping story for everyone. Knife-wielding crab terrifies camper. Yes, that's the headline. A Michigan man recently received the scare of his life while camping. Kyle King awoke in the middle of the night to find a killer crab holding a sharp steak knife inside his tent. He quickly grabbed the knife from its claw before jokingly thanking the crab for its cooperation. For all of you TikTokers, the man has shared a video of the almost deadly event. Captioned, lucky to be alive. Now Florida. One golfer was in for a surprise. Michael West was recently golfing in Punta Gorda, Florida when a gator snuck up behind him on the golf course. He maintained his concentration as the gator laid down and watched him hit his approach shot from nearly 125 yards. That'd be a little nerve-wracking if you ask me. Finally, North Dakota. The effort to combat the spread and introduction of invasive zebra mussels in North Dakota waters is going to the dogs. Literally. The North Dakota Game and Fish Department says that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has partnered with the Washington State Department of Fish and Wildlife Wardens who will employ their professionally trained canine companions to detect the presence of zebra and quagga mussels as well as other aquatic nuisance species on boats being launched in the North Dakota Governor's Walleye Cup Tournament being held July 15th through the 16th on Lake Sakakawea. The Corps of Engineers, along with the Washington State Department Fish and Wildlife, will host a muscle-detecting canine demonstration open to the public on July 14th at 10 a.m. at Fort Stevenson State Park, south of Garrison, North Dakota. The canines and handlers will inspect each boat for invasive species during the angler registration for the tournament and launching at this year's North Dakota Governor's Walleye Cup Tournament. That's a wrap for now. With it being hot weather season, so many of us are off to county and state fairs, livestock shows, rodeos, or hauling horses to our next trail riding adventure. After the break, Tigger and I are tackling traveling longer distances with livestock this summer. Some of our Bend Field staffers will be checking in and we're sharing a dessert or snack. So easy, anyone, I'm saying anyone, can make this. Here's a tease, only three ingredients kind of easy. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. The calendar has been marked. Your aim is on point and all that's missing is the clothes to take you to the next level. The teleoutdoors.com specializes in clothes that fit, wicks, and move silently while providing comfort and durability. The teleoutdoors.com. Little Rack Taxidermy, be it a youth's first hunt or a trophy of a lifetime, let it be something you always remember. Reach out to Little Rack Taxidermy on Facebook and have Heather bring back that natural look. That's Little Rack Taxidermy. 
Buckstorm hunts offering Black Hills guided rifle and archery hunts on over 1 million acres for deer and turkey, and for South Dakota residents, elk and bighorn sheep too. Hunts are limited. Book a hunt today. Head to buckstormhunts.com. Waterfowl, turkey, deer, toxiccalls.com offers all of the various styles of calls needed to take your hunt to the next level when you create quite simply the most real sound yet. American made to boot. Order today. Toxiccalls.com. Our shows, well, they're your shows. Is there something that you'd like to hear? A segment, perhaps, that you would like to have a little more often? Like something, don't like something, it doesn't matter. Let us know. Call the hotline, email us, or message us on social media. We love hearing from y'all. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. July means we're all road warriors, and that includes all of us that are heading to rodeos or to county or state fairs, taking our horses to competition, to the, even to those adventurous trailheads for trail riding. It's hot. It's humid. We're avoiding heat stress to our best ability. And a- anything else you want to just uh, throw we're in We're hauling trailers. We're using trailers for our livestock. Heat box. Well, no matter where you're at listening to this, I think it's pretty safe to say that it is hot and it's humid and it's sticky literally as you are listening to this. And if it's hard on us, that. it's hard on the animals Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. You know, those people that are new to, uh, say your kids are new to showing pigs. or 4-H. Like 4-H, where you, you just got some show lambs or you just got some pigs. Maybe it's your first steer. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, you know, you're borrowing a neighbor's horse and your kids are in Little Britches Rodeo or something like that. I would assume... Also, that you are, and I would encourage you to talk to the other parents. The veterans. The veterans that have done this. They say this is the easiest way that we're doing this. Not saying you got to buy a big aluminum trailer and you got to have a a, a four-door dually on the front of them and all of that. But we are talking about making life a little bit less stressful. Kind of getting back to the basics. The basics of the fun part is the competition. Yes. But you got to get there and and you need your animals healthy. You need them happy. And the, the biggest thing is comfortable because I see it so many times when we're rodeoing and we're setting up and people are coming in late. I get it. I understand and those horses are tired. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. a a three hour, four hour journey for those horses is take that times two or three of really what it the tolls on the body because those horses are trying to balance. Exactly. As we're Think about that. Think about having your body very rigid and stiff, trying to make up bounce over every bounce, every curve, tense. For three hours to four hours straight. That's really hard on anything or anybody. And a lot of those animals, they'll start to relax. Mm -hmm. So let's just, we'll break this down by farm animals here. (laughs) I mean, if we're hauling some pigs and they're bedded down or something like that, oh gosh, they'll lay down. They'll be just comfortable as I'll get out and they'll take little naps and it's wonderful. The bigger critters, when we're talking about the horses, if you've got a trailer where you've got some dividers or some rubber bumpers is great because those horses can lean one way or the other. Cattle will do the same thing. If you've got halter broke cattle, a lot of times you're tying them sideways in there or something like that. But if you can have those bumpers to let them lean, especially when you've got a long distance that you need to travel. And where you're going with this, Tigger, I love because one of my things I always look at first is calculate out your distance 
and your time. How long is it going to take you to get to said location? Are you going to a county fair that's just down the road? Or are you heading out of state to say like a national event or something oh, bigger? Right, or right, wanting to right, go right, to right. that wanting to go visit that national park or, or faraway state park with your horses or something like that. You need to be thinking about what is the best time of day Very to good. be traveling with our investments, meaning our livestock, our horses, our pigs, our sheep, our cattle, Rodeo, whatever it may dogs, be. Dogs, doesn't matter. You know, and the other thing too, and, and I took this for granted so darn much when we were showing livestock. Now, granted, we did a lot of times in the wintertime, but we'd go to a lot of these jackpot shows in the summertime. Road construction. Plan this out ahead of time. If, they're, if you're going a long ways away. Road construction. Are you going to be detoured? What time of day could you be on the road? Because it's those detours. Oh, gosh. Now we got the critters on the trailer for another hour, another two hours. Are we going to be in a hot environment where we're driving and we're taking a detour? And now we got to slow down. We're not getting as much ventilation through the trailers. Those are all things that very much come into play with those competition animals. So when we get to the location, are those show steers are they drinking are they comfortable mm -hmm. you know to, uh, are those horses do they feel relaxed when they get to a rodeo to a competition so when you get off the trailer that they feel ready to go to do their job what i also remember remember and like to think about too is is how you said is so they're comfortable when they get there or they're ready for their game for their next event. A stock contractor that we work with, actually, he'll wait till after the rodeo performance, let the cattle, let the say the bulls and the bronx, let them all cool down, mm -hmm. have a minute to get a good drink, maybe a bite to eat. And then he travels during the night with them. They might not leave the rodeo grounds till close to midnight. So they've had a couple of hours of downtime, mm -hmm. but then that way they're rolling into whatever location they're heading, whether it's heading back home or heading to the next rodeo, they pull in around five, six o'clock in the morning and the animals can unload again and have that time during the beginning of the day to start to get their energy back, eat and have a nice resting phase during the hot part of the day. You know, what's really groovy when they haul those bucking horses, especially. <laughs> Not the bulls so much. They can be a little naughty, but sometimes they'll get along with each other. But those bucking horses, when when they load them in a semi or in these trailers, and before you know it, they will kind of lean on each other in the trailer as you're buzzing down the interstate, and they'll start to they'll rest, they'll take naps, and they're comfortable. And if you put a few in there, and I don't want to say you pack them in there, but you put a few in there, they'll lean on each other, and they actually travel quite comfortably up and down the road. But when you're talking about our contractors, they'd still stop every couple hours, yes. check the livestock, and that gives them the opportunity. If they're loose, those animals will move and they will reposition. Those horses that were maybe standing in the middle, they will move to the outside and vice versa. They'll switch legs. They'll move over here. So every couple hours, we like to get out and stretch, right? Mm -hmm. We need yep. a potty break. Just like same thing with animals. They need to stretch. They need to move. They need to you know, get this way, get that way, and then reposition themselves for the rest of the journey. The Another aspect that you have to think in mind too, or keep in mind, sorry there, is the footing. 
What are they standing on? You always want to head out with a clean trailer. If you can, I understand. (laughs) I mean, you're guilty of that. I just got to remind you, clean the trailer, clean the trailer, clean the trailer. That's a good point. I don't think anybody likes that job. That's why. Nobody (laughs) likes that job, especially when you waited all Winter long and now it's froze, right? right, right. Oh my gosh! Was that a, was that a, a dig at me, Tigger? It <laughs> is a literally, it's a dig at you. No, the footing is very, very important. That it they're is. standing on something comfortable, that it's not slippery. Mm-hmm. And bottom line, here's the biggest thing that I can give to people: is uh, give yourself enough time so you don't got to drive like the Dickens. I'm guilty of it too. I know it, but it just makes traveling for everybody involved a lot easier. Sets you up for a better opportunity and position of success. Okay. Well, here I've put together a little bit of a checklist of things to do before you hit the road. One of those, of course, is doing a quick maintenance check. You know, the lights, the brakes, the bearings, grease the jack so you can take the the trailer off the the Genius idea. Genius idea right there. But then make sure you're taking along with you a high quality, full size spare tire. And not just one for the trailer, but have one for the pickup too. We've come across that more than one where folks have either lost a tire on the trailer or, or the on other. the pickup. One or and the a other, dually yeah. losing a tire going down the road, not a good thing. Another one is a jack for a you know breakdown. A so you functional can, a jack functioning is what jack my lady versus is Versus the jack that comes with the vehicle. Are you writing that down? Because yes. these and, are and all things I preach You know what, actually, Tigger, I prefer a <laughs> ramp. So, you know, there's usually a little bit of room somewhere on the box to pick up. Oh, you're talking about ramp that you in. can drive. Yeah, drive for the up. stock trailers, oh, yeah, yeah, it's that, way easier fantastic. if you can just kind of drive up on a ramp. Yep, yep, That's yep, perfect, a lot easier. Uh, make sure you have extra lug nuts. You know, a, a T-iron for taking off the lug nuts. A T-wrench. There you go. Uh, bottled water. Here's one that Tigger likes. Headlamps. They work way better than a flashlight. Have a headlamp. Absolutely. We've ran into this to how many times? <laughs> right? that we're, I mean, you're out there in the middle of nowhere, y'all. And, and I mean... You only have so many hands. You have so many hands. And we're yelling at each other already because this, that, and the Everybody other. Everybody so. should have a headlamp in their cubby, cubby hole or whatever you want to call it. Glove box. There we go. There we go. Last one, Tigger, you'll like this. The first aid kit. 100%. You have to have a first aid kit when you are out traveling. But not just for us, because we're talking about hauling livestock Mm -hmm. and animals. Dogs include, it doesn't matter, all of our pets. You need the first aid kit for your livestock. You know, whatever that is, if you need some energy paste for for the horses or the the cattle or something, yes, a first aid kit for the stock is 100% necessary. Now, up ahead, some of our Bend Field staffers will be checking in, and I'm sharing a dessert or snack so easy anyone can make. Here's a tease. Only three ingredients, kind of easy. Stay where you are. We make our final bend right after this. It's super easy to get a hold of Beck, and we want to hear any story that you may have or just what's happening around your bend. 305-900-2363. That's the hotline. Leave a message. Send a text. 305-900-2363. Add a little heat to those burgers and brats. Add some Mickey's mustard or some Mickey's hot mustard to your summer cooking. Ain't nothing like it. Mickey's mustard. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S-M-U-S-T-A-R-D.com. Mickey's mustard. OverTheEdgeOutdoors.org, a nonprofit providing veterans and active service members with opportunities to hunt and fish, no cost to them. For more information or to donate, check out OverTheEdgeOutdoors.org. Again, that's OverTheEdgeOutdoors.org. 
Do you want to promote your product or your event? You want to get in front of the right audience? You want to make your business grow? Take it to the next level. You know you need more, and that's where Beck and I come in. We can help. Drop us a message and find out more today. Passionate about hunting, conservation, learning, and encouraging others? Watch Buckstorm on YouTube. Weekly videos about what it's really like hunting the Black Hills. Regardless the trophy or left empty-handed, Buckstorm on YouTube shares the real stories. Subscribe today. Buckstorm. Here is how we are changing things up on the bend. The fruits of our labors to the frying pan. We put those recipes to the test. Now, over the next few months, we're going to be testing out your submissions. Will we survive? Tune in next week. Welcome back. Have a couple of our Bend field staffers checking in. First, we head to Travis Teal from Buckstorm. Hey, guys. Travis with Buckstorm out in western South Dakota. Hope you all have had a good start to your summer. It's that time of year in the hunting world where you start thinking about it again. The deer growing, the elk are growing, the velvet's on. It's a, just a good time to be alive. And thanks for listening to The Bend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Travis. Now to Washington. Sean Eyre has a fishing report. Hey, Beck. Sean Eyre with Toxic Calls up here in Washington State. It's been a while. I've had my head down trying to get some things done. But I got enough done that I could sneak away and do some sockeye salmon fishing on the Columbia River. The fishery has been fantastic. The run numbers this year for the sockeye are setting records, and it's just absolutely incredible. So it looks like we'll be able to fish sockeye salmon hopefully until uh, right at the 1st of August. Um, they might give us a little bit more time, but our section of the river will probably be slowing down by then. So. We're going to get out during the week and get, uh, you know, the important stuff done so we can go play on the weekends. The weather's getting hot. We're into July. We're starting to see some July temperatures and not as much rain, which uh, is typical for the desert. The rain has been fantastic, but here we come with the heat. We'll just uh, deal with it as we must. Until we talk again, I will be uh, getting some chores done and fishing. I appreciate the opportunity, as always, to pass on just our little bit of information here in Washington. We will talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. We understand completely about keeping the nose to the grind around this place, especially if I want to get Tigger off on another adventure. By the way, I think we need to start talking about getting us up to your neck of the woods. Do a little fall fly fishing for rainbows on the Columbia River. Recipe time. I heard from several of you giving last week's slick trick to making finger sandwiches on the fly a thumbs up. And I got to say, I got a huge thumbs up from my crew of all boys on the boat too. So here's another trick for an easy short on time dessert or snack. Get this cake box cookies. Yes. Those cake boxes in the store make excellent cookies. Who would have thought? All those flavors are great as a cookie, or you can get fancy and use the cookies as we're about to make as the cookie in your own homemade ice cream cookie sandwiches. Mmm, I got your attention. Here we go. This is how easy cake box cookies are. Grab your favorite cake flavor. For example, I make strawberry or lemon flavors in the summer. Then chocolate are always a go-to flavor. Heat your oven to 350 degrees. In a large mixing bowl, mix together your package of cake mix, two eggs, and a half cup of butter. I prefer stick butter, but oil or shortening could be substituted. Then stir until it is all mixed very well. 
Take an ungreased cookie sheet, place about an inch size scoop, giving extra spacing between the cookies. Bake for eight to 10 minutes, let them cool on the sheet, and there you have it. Cake, box, cookies that can be eaten as is, or dipped in, say, white chocolate frosting, or again, used as your base for a homemade ice cream cookie sandwich. What I love the best about these is they always stay nice and soft in the inside and a little harder on the outside. Enjoy! Folks, if you have a field update, a topic we should investigate, a different recipe, or even a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text, 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or you can always email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook and Instagram. Follow us at, that's A with the circle, The Bend Show. Thank you to my producer and sound engineer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. To our Bend field staffers, Travis Teal from Buckstorm and Sean Ayer from ToxicCalls.com. Appreciate you guys calling in. And congrats again to Amy Lockhart on landing her first sailfish. And to our nephew, Reese, for being the pro fisherman of our crew this last weekend. And to our good friends, Chad and Marty, for the fun lake time. As y'all keep making those memories, be sure to keep sending in those pictures by email and always tagging at The Ben Show on all your social media pictures. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, to ranching, farming, to your rural way of life. We want to see it all. We want to see and hear about those memorable moments. Missed this episode? Find all our shows on the website, thebendshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Booking events now. Change things up and have us, Tigger and Beck, help you with your event. From MCs to entertainment to acting as a host couple or even announcing your rodeo. Let us make your gathering extra special. From ranching, rodeo, cattle, hunting, camping, and so much more, we've got tales to share. Thanks to our partners, Detali Outdoors, Shurkan, Sasquatch Survival Gear, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Women's Fishing and Outdoors.com, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. Remember to keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend.